like always the worst part for us is saying hi. Yeah, that's why I just press record and sometimes let it go. I'm like, oh yeah, she's eventually talking. we'll start. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, Buffy just told me that she got a job on a Hallmark. Very fun. Very Big exciting. Friend, three weeks of pure bliss. Love it. Some quick cash. Yeah. Lots of lipstick. Maybe some glitter. <gasps> Who knows? Mm. I don't want to get too excited. I hope for you. I hope for me too. I never get to use my glitter. I know. And when it comes out, like, glitter it, comes uh, out. It, it's not going in, back in. That's for sure. Yep. I rocked up to Buffy, and she told me this sweet news. She handed me a coffee with Bailey's. I we're just having a lovely morning together. It's a crisp fall day. Life is good. Right here. We're here for another episode. Yep. Going going somewhat strong. Trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Life's busy, but we're making it work. Yeah, still just hanging out. Other than getting a whole lot casual week being friends. Um, it's been very good. I haven't done a whole lot, actually. Fantastic. What day is it even today? You went to a pumpkin patch. I went to a pumpkin patch, and it was a very fun and exciting time. The pumpkin... <laughs> so, I'd never been to an actual pumpkin patch before. I don't know if I've said this before. I probably have, because I talk about it all the time. I'm from Newfoundland. No pumpkin patches in Newfoundland. We have, like, a farm that you can go and, like, pick pumpkins, but they've already been picked. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they, like, set up a fake one? Yeah, so they have, like, the pumpkins all over the field, and then you go pick your pumpkin. But they've already been, like, cut from the stem. Yeah. So we go to this pumpkin patch this weekend, Daniel and I, and we were going to get a wheelbarrow, but we were like, nah, we're only going to get two pumpkins. We don't need a wheelbarrow. So we keep on walking through the little patch. It's mud everywhere. And all the pumpkins are covered in mud. So we pick our pumpkins at the very beginning. We find the pumpkins. I also have this weird thing with pumpkins. Mm -hmm. It's actually all produce. If I pick one, I feel guilty putting it back because I feel like that item will be sad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if I pick the It's strange, but I totally get it. After seeing the film Sausage Party... Right? I just feel bad even, like, cutting carrots or anything. I know. Yeah, so you, like, once you've made your decision... fucked you up. It's also a fucked up film. It really is. (laughs) It's actually, like, disgraceful. Yeah. In an amazing way. Like... You think it's a family movie? Uh, not a family not at movie. All. So far from a family That was like when my mom put on Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, thinking that it was like a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. It was like a family Christmas movie. Yeah, and then she left the room and came back in and was like, what the? What are you watching? Close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot about you, honestly. Mm. That actually happened quite a few times in my childhood. So yeah, Pumpkin Patch was good. You picked your pumpkins. Yes. You didn't put any back? No, we didn't. To our detriment. They were covered in mud. We got mud all over ourselves. Yeah. It was blowing wind. And all this hair came in, flew in my face. My hair. Not just, like, some random hair. My hair that's on my head. Flew into my face. And I was trying to talk. So a bunch went in my mouth. And I couldn't see where I was going. I had this muddy pumpkin that I was trying to not let touch my jacket. There's hair all in my mouth. I was like... <laughs> so it wasn't as full Instagram-y as no. you like. You made it seem that way, though, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's... The power of social media. <laughs> Just a one big highlight reel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All the best parts. Uh-huh. And then we went and found some flowers some lady was selling on the side of the road. It was very nice. It sounds very quaint. It was a cute day. Hmm. Yeah. That's lovely. Small and cute. Small cute boys. Yes. My pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done this week? Um, I've been writing a lot of Bondo at work, so that's been really fun. 
Nice. Yeah. Been learning a lot from it and learning from Sarah Elizabeth. I've never seen someone run Bondo as fast as Sarah. She's crazy. When I was working for her in... When was it? I don't even remember when it was. But we were running Bondo for one of their segments mm-hmm. and one of the characters has like kind of a chest bondo piece i know exactly what piece it's so hard to run yes and it has like all the little like yes points and stuff yes anyway so i'm like trying to like do this so slowly like as like precise as i possibly can and sarah comes over and i'm like watching her one one she's like like yeah, two like, seconds later it's in the freezer and then it comes out her piece is way better than mine. yeah I was like, damn it sarah how did you do She's a good teacher. She has some great tips and like she's taught me so much in the last couple of days of how to run and I feel so much more confident. But yeah, like the speed thing, she's just she just knows it. She just gets it. And she'll run like huge pieces and she'll be like, Yep. Put it in there. Freezes it, cracks it open. Just she just knows. She does. She got a feel. A magic woman. Oh, and she actually brought me a jumper today because she got other people in our team um, fish flops. You know, the fish flops that I have as well in the trailer. Mm -hmm. She loved them. So she got herself Lala and Brendan them. (laughs) But then she felt mean for leaving me out. (laughs) So she brought me a jumper that says cup of noodle. It's like the cup of noodle logo on it. That's so cute. Yeah. You're, so, you are a cup of noodle. Yeah. And she was like, you can perm your hair and then you it's an easy fancy dress party costume for you now. Oh, that's so cute. Was like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Halloween is coming. So in short, it's good. My life's good. What it's a, okay. What a good week. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first this week? Sure. I'll go first. Nice. So tell me your secret. I have so many. <laughs> Father, She's I an sinned. enigma. <laughs> The inner mechanisms of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> um, okay, so for everyone that doesn't know, God, I feel like I talk like people listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> um, so basically, it's good to manifest viewers, yeah, <laughs> listeners, yeah. Oh, my notes are upside down. Yeah, so I, so basically, we record these in bulk to the release because it's easy with our work schedules because when we're working, we work mm-hmm. crazy days and it's really exhausting. So our plan is to just record in bulk. So we've already recorded our Halloween episode, but it's not yet the Halloween. Hello. Halloween. Halloween. But you'll be listening to this after Halloween. Yes. Mm-hmm. Confusing. I know. Bear with us. Keep up. Try it's to. worth it. <laughs> um, Download so- our PDF calendar. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a newsletter. <laughs> Pretty much. Extra, extra, come and get you. <laughs> um, so I know we did our Halloween app, as I just said, but this film was technically released in the summer of 1993. So it isn't a Halloween film, but it sh- for sure is a Halloween film. But I'm going to classify it as a lovely October fall film. Very autumnal, have you. Okay. And I just wanted to bring this up. Please don't think that I betrayed you by doing my own Halloween app. Because... <laughs> It's not. I've heard the like quotations from it so many times, and it's currently come back into cinemas. So yeah, I'm gonna be doing Hocus Pocus. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Brendan, who I sit next to at work, literally quotes it nonstop every day, pretty much. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I just said, in October of 2020, this year, um, amongst the COVID-19 pandemic, Hocus Pocus was re-released in 2,570 theatres, and it made $1.9 million over the weekend, finishing behind Tenant. Wow. Not bad, hey? Who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Hocus Pocus does not say that. It's Pocus time, bitch. <laughs> I sounded so much like Michael Scott. <laughs> so the plot, a little quick read through uh set in salem massachusetts 
Welcome to another episode of me mispronouncing and not pronouncing things correctly. Or just not even having the vocabulary to sound intelligent. You know what? It makes the podcast spicy. I like it. Spicy. It adds flavor. Brings us to flavor town. Again, we're going back to... <laughs> I just was uh, editing an episode and we bring up freaking... Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yeah, we talk about him a lot. Maybe he'll listen. Maybe he will go to IMATS. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, there's a teenager called Max, and he explores an abandoned house with his sister and friend. Max accidentally frees a coven of evil witches who used to live in the house. Now, with the help of a magical cat, the kids must steal the witch's book of spells to stop them from becoming immortal. The main honeys, aka the witches, are the Sanderson sisters. Winifred, Mary, and Sarah were executed 300 years ago for their unforgivable witchcraft, sucking the life out of children to retain their own youth and that is basically just their goal stay young and pretty like all it's an honest living like all fictional witches <laughs> anyway and all celebrities celebrities stay young and pretty oh yeah i feel like that's like a celebrity i feel like it's a motto that's uh forced into their lives yes unfortunately mm. but what do we know we're just average joes definitely not young and pretty <laughs> i wouldn't want it any other way Young and pretty? Forget about it. But yeah, it's boring. We're in our early 20s. Having and... nothing but character. Absol- that's what my mom used to say. Nice. Mm-hmm. It ties into my topic later. Oh. Who is she? Mm-hmm. Little hint. <laughs> um, so I could obviously talk about the witch's makeup for obvious reasons. I said obvious twice. Um, like Bette Midler, Betty Midler's wig, teeth, shape of her lips. But I'm actually going to talk about the makeup on the iconic creature performer, Doug Jones. So the uh, makeup artist for Doug Jones was uh, a man called Tony Gardner. He was the film's animatronic cat effects artist. Very nice. Why are you laughing? I'm so excited. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Keep going, keep going. And he was also the... Uh, it all makes sense soon. He was also the special effects makeup artist. Have fun. Tony. Are you doing Pocus Pocus? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I was about to be like, please don't let me do all this. <laughs> Just to be like, I'm doing Hocus Pocus too in 20 minutes. Okay, so a little bit about Tony. His first professional job was for Rick Baker. Oh, that must be nice. Um, <laughs> what's that like, Tony? <laughs> Seriously, what's that like? Tell us. Right back. <laughs> right. See, we it is a newsletter. <laughs> uh, so it was on Michael Jackson's music video for the song Thriller. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a Tony. Yep, so we got to work on it and be one of the zombies to crawl out a grave. It's actually the first one we see in the music video, apparently. Oh, have, that's so cool, Tony. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to shout out the website bloodydisgusting.com because they help me a lot with my notes. Much appreciated. Thank you, bloodydisgusting.com. Okay, so there were many steps involved with bringing the character Billy Butcherson to life, and they spent a day, this is what, Tony, <laughs> I'm just going to call him by his first name. Uh, <laughs> we're on that level. Uh, Tony spent a day at his shop, Altarian, what he established, and Buffy just looked this up for me in 1984. <laughs> Thank you for doing my own research. Um, so Doug Jones went there, and they did a complete head cast and body cast, and they also cast his teeth. Uh, yeah, so the character's mouth is sewn shut when we see him, so that's why they cast his teeth as well. Nice. Um, but they did that so they could build a rig inside his mouth to house some moths and dust for him to cough up on command. Oh, Doug Jones, you trooper. 
What a man. Can you imagine like coming to work and then they're like, hey, Doug, so just gonna give you the rundown for the day. Here's some moths. Um, <laughs> you're actually gonna cough them up out of your mouth. And he's like, oh, okay, fake ones? They're like, no, real. Real. They probably we, were. We just got them from the light outside, actually, before you got here, so. They're fresh, don't worry. And Doc Jones would probably take it like a champ. And He'd probably be like, sounds good. Can, I've, can I have some pepper? I've just spent like eight hours in makeup, but that's fine. <laughs> but I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, so they did his full body cast and everything like they just said. A month or so later, they had Doug back in to try his full body spandex suit, which included foam, latex, arms, and legs, so that Billy's zombified body could be visible through the tattered wardrobe. So yeah, they like added parts onto the spandex suit, so when his wardrobe was ripped, they could have it already preset. Right. And like a suit form that he could just slip on in. Nice. Sloop. Sloop, I'm a zombie. Mm. And while they tried that out, they also did their first makeup test, so like a glue down of all the facial appliances or appliance. Mm. And that was a month later, so that's a pretty quick turnaround for a big film and a big thing like that. That is. So it took May <laughs> to make a artists to apply it every day. Tony Gardner, like I said, and a woman called Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. <laughs> wow. Just a just a quick a quick little career change there for her. She the art lady, the iron artist. She came from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> I think she was dead by then. I don't know. No, she wasn't. She was still alive. You're British. You would, you would know. Don't <laughs> test me on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Margaret Prentice. The other Iron Lady. The other Iron Lady, indeed. <laughs> Margaret Prentice. The stitches were glued onto his facial appliance every day, and in between shots, Tony would disconnect them on the bottom lip so that Doug could talk and eat. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Nice so, for Doug. Yeah, so they put the facial appliance on, and then they had those little extra bits that they glued on and were constantly taking them off and on. Nice. Mm -hmm. So Doug wore foam latex gloves instead of hand appliances to save time during the prosthetic makeup application process. It also allowed them to add some additional length to his fingertips. So the gloves had acrylic finger cups inside them so that the extra length of the fingers was solid instead of floppy. Oh, interesting. Smart. That probably would have been nice for their, like, application, too, because hands, like, wear off so fast. And that's what he said. And he said the finger cups were sculpted with long nails in them, and they were cast in translucent gray dental acrylic. And given how physical Doug was as Billy, it was nice to be able to change out his zombie gloves if they tore up on set, as opposed to having to stop and spend valuable, ti valuable time repairing prosthetic hands yeah. and appliances that they, yeah, like pieces. Yeah. Smart move. Smart move, Tony. And, and being foam, too. Lightweight. And his coloring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for Tony. And foam's porous as well, right? Yeah, like it absorbs, absorbs stuff. So it is Spongy. like... Mm. What is easy when you're moving? Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. Hard it, as well for facial because it is so opaque, but for creatures and characters like this. And hands, like that's perfect. Yeah. And yeah, nice little tip about the fingertips being mm. hard mm -hmm. and to also extend. Mm. So the makeup took a little over two hours to apply, including the wig. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good time. So overall, he had foam latex gloves that were not worn until just before camera was rolling. Full body spandex suit underneath his character's wardrobe, which, like I said, had the foam zombie arms and legs, what would become visible through the tattered wardrobe, and his full face and neck piece. So he was pretty darn covered. Damn. Yeah. Just going back to his face, because I haven't even talked about it, so I'm not even going back to it. <laughs> his face. <laughs> so he had weathered skin and a gaunt eyes. Like, that was the, like, sculpting 
look mm-hmm. and when they were creating the character and like as zombie-like as possible. And the look was created by using one single foam latex appliance to cover his entire face and neck. Sorry, I didn't bring that up earlier. So they wanted to keep the prosthetics as thin as possible and they wanted the wrinkles and folds to line up and move well over the entire face of his head. So that's why they just made it into one piece mm. to try and help that. What I've heard of them making separate pieces to try and enhance that movement. Yeah, I've heard of that too. Like, and having the split of the pieces. Well, like, yeah, like where the crease of your face would move. So, yeah, I read that they apparently did that on purpose and it was still very animated and to help him. And maybe that was an application thing that it was easier just to put one big piece on. Might have been faster. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, they cast his whole head so it went back pretty far as well. And he had a wig on, so he would have had a wig cap, so they could have like applied it further. Yeah, and not had to worry about edges and stuff. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think the coloring and sculpt is very fitting to the movie. He's modeled green and blacks and still had those big eyes, and he didn't use contacts. They just said that they liked his big brown eyes and that like Aww. added like soul to his character. That's kind of cute. I found him not terrifying, and maybe if I went back to like early 90s, I would have thought different as a viewer. But in my humble opinion, I'm guessing they didn't go full ham because it is a family film. So like he looks like a zombie, but he's mm. not like terrifying. And I, maybe that is because we have like shows like Walking Dead that provided such gruesome. Yeah, and like, now, now you have like, a frame of reference of like what zombies and vampires and that kind of thing can look like. Yeah. But now you're like, you could you could have really made him scary, but he almost looks like approachable. Yeah. In a scary way. And like, f- he looks like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He just is a corpse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've seen that face sculpt in so many, like, studio effects in Vancouver. I feel like has that look. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a classic zombie face, like, shriveled and shrunken. Yeah, and, like, the cheekbones. Yeah, and the lips are really, like, pursed and small. And they're, like, around the eyes being built up around the brow bone to make the eye socket look darker and deeper. Yeah, almost more, like, skeleton-y. Mm. But, and then, like rotting at the same time. Yeah, so I feel like it's probably being inspired from that and other shows, obviously, but Mm -hmm. he's like a family-friendly zombie. Yeah, exactly. So they also use loads of practical effects in the film, what I love, and Billy Butcherson's coffin rises up from the ground, shaking the dirt off, and they built this in the studio and Doug did everything himself so they didn't have to stunt. They didn't have a stunt for him, what's also fantastic. Wow. Yeah, the only part that it wasn't Doug was when the character loses his head and he's wobbling around. If you haven't seen the film, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just said that he loses his head, but, like, he, it's fine. I mean, also, you had, like, 20 years to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, plus. And it's not the be-all end-all of the film. And he's, like, wobbling around chasing his head, and that's, like, what's in the film. And that was actually played by an actress who was also in the movie called Karen Malkus. And she, yeah, played the headless version of Billy. And she wore the dummy head on top of a skull cap strapped to her own head while she was looking at the lace of Billy's collar. The fake head had magnets mounted on the base of the neck and there were corresponding magnets inside the neck stump that she wore on her head. The tree, so he get his head gets hit off by a tree branch. <laughs> the tree branch was metal covered in foam and the only protection the actress had was her from her real face was that she had a fiberglass skull cap covering um, her face from the nose up. So there was a lot of rehearsal to make sure that her fake head, like Billy's fake head, was at exactly the right height for the branch to take it off and not hit her in the face. Wow. Yeah. So, but they used magnets to like adjust that head to the neck and then the head so it could like easily fall off. but But then also be put back into place and stay. 
and exactly like it's a it's a family film like his head gets knocked off by a branch and it comes clean off and there's not like squirting blood and like <laughs> neck pieces and like you know like Louis some is. of the classic like b horror film kind of style yeah 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 and if you go to gardner's oh i've changed back to gardner he's not tony anymore <laughs> i'm sorry i've realized his professionalism <laughs> i'm no one I cannot say Tony. <laughs> I'm not worthy. If you go to his Instagram, he recently just posted footage of him and Doug Jones together on set fooling around. And it's a good little bit of behind the scenes action. That's all I got. There was my very poor, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Tony, Margaret, apologies, hocus pocus. Bada boom, bada bang. I love it. I loved every minute of it. And apparently Sarah Jessica Parker, who's in it, like got, did that. And then she got like, the role as Carrie Bradshaw. Oh. <laughs> Producers were like, fantastic, we found Carrie. She's here as a witch. <laughs> I actually really love Sex in the City. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. Me too. I like binge watch the season. Sometimes when I'm... Seasons. Mr. Big. <laughs> I didn't like him. I didn't like him either. What's the other guy's name? Aaron? Ed- yeah, the, the one who proposes to her in the street with yeah. the dog. Is it Aaron Adam? I can't remember. She Either sees way. him again in the movie. Yeah. That guy, way better partner. Uh-huh. Way better partner. Um, shall I begin? You shall. I'm excited. I've dropped many hints. I know you have. I also need to pee, but I think it's because I'm excited. Oh! <laughs> but I have the bladder of a kitten. You're like a small puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So. <gasps> I'm doing hairspray. <gasps> specifically, Edna Turner, the mom. Oh my goodness! And the reason I had a little moment earlier is because yes! the makeup artist yes! also Tony Gardner. Fuck yeah! We're so insane! <laughs> We're so happy right now. I just... <laughs> Don't pee. No, honestly, like, me and Buffy have only been friends for a year. And, like, the fact that we can read each other's minds sometimes and we're like... I mean, I mean, I'm impressed. Like, I, I am too. I am very happy for our friendship. If makeup doesn't work, we could consider the circus industry. Well, we'd be part of the circus act, just like welcome and watch these two women try and read each other's minds. Yes, and then you would say, think something, and then I'd be like, she doesn't like the man in the red sweater. And, and then, then the red sweater would be James. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> fool the whole crowd. We'll work across country globally. Yes. We're taking this international. And we'll, yeah, we'll just fool everyone we'll with our fake circus us. act. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually value our friendship to be real and oh. not a stage performance. <laughs> yeah, so, me too, totally, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, okay, so I'm doing Edna Turner. Love her. Love hairspray. Mm-hmm. So, a little backstory, personally, about this film. My mom, huge John Travolta fan. She loves John Travolta. Fantastic. When I was little, so Hairspray, the one with John Travolta in it, came out in 2007. So I would have been nine years old. Sorry to give away my age, but I was nine years old. (laughs) It pertains to the story. Okay. And because this movie was coming out, my mom got super excited because she was like, oh my God, John Travolta's going to be in it. Yeah. So then she was like, I must, I must christen my child. So she... With John Travolta and the knowledge of John Travolta and who this man was. So we had a little girls night. We watched Grease. I fell in love with Grease. I was one of those kids that when I found a movie I'd like, I would, like, religiously watch it, mm. like, several times a day. Mm-hmm. I'd get home from school, I'd put the movie in. Also with Mickey Mouse, The Three Musketeers, that was another big one in my life. Yeah. I don't know what the correlation between those are. Probably some trauma there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe. So I got obsessed with Grease. Yep. Learned all the songs. Mm -hmm. Singing all the songs. Mm -hmm. Eventually my mom got worried that her nine-year-old was singing about pussy wagons from Grease Lightning. Understandably. And also, like, have you rewatched that film? I have. There's some questionable moments. For Absolute, sure. Yeah. Has not aged well. I'll be no. honest with you. No. There's a lot of parts in there that I'm like, oh, that's a little bit not good. <laughs> that's not okay. That's a little bit bad to say that. Also hilarious that they just get in the car at the end and they're like, bye. Bye. And we're flying away. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, see ya. Wow. So I read some conspiracies that Sandy dies. Wait. And it, that's her vision. Interesting. Yeah. When I, does she die? I don't know. Hmm. Somehow she dies. And then she's like in heaven and that's her heaven. In a car with... John Travolta. John Travolta. That's my heaven. Let's segue back. My mom's back. too, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. Four circle. So, basically, I saw this movie when it first came out because we watched all the Grease movies, and then we went to see Hairspray, and I didn't believe that Edna Turner was John Travolta. I just, like, my nine-year-old brain could not process that Yeah, you were like, that's not, person. that's not real. I was like, there's no such thing as makeup and prosthetics that and can transforming. That. No, it doesn't exist. So, Edna Turner is the mom. She is a little sassy Baltimore lady. She's fantastic. In 1988, when the original Hairspray film came out, she was played by Divine, which is the drag queen. Do you know oh, Divine? No. Drag queen and performer? No. Yes. I love that, though, that she was performed as a, like, by a drag queen. Yeah. And Divine, actually, so I like kind of learned a bit about her, too. She was, like, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. The voice? No, not the voice. She was like, the character Ursula was designed after Divine, and then they had wanted Divine to voice it, but I, she ended up not voicing it, but like okay. originally she was supposed to. I hear Freddy. I know, he's crying. My Aww. cat. I think. Oh, he can come in. Hold on. <laughs> so, the hairspray that we're going to be talking about came out in 2007. Mm -hmm. It was directed by Adam Shankman. Shankman. Yes. I just wanted to say that. A sweet at the cherry. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's such a good song. It that it's such a good film. I enjoyed it. Love the dancing. I love everything about it. Mm -hmm. I found a really cool interview actually of the director talking about building the character of Edna because mm. they wanted her to be a realistic woman. Like they wanted her to look like a realistic woman and not like a bunch of foam or anything. But they also needed to allow Travolta to walk in the streets and also accommodate for all the physical needs of the character because the character does so many dance numbers that yeah. they couldn't have her just in, like, a, something she couldn't move in easily. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, welcome to the 60s. Is that yeah, song? exactly. So Tony, our guy. <laughs> Back to Tony. <laughs> Pretty much this episode is just about Tony. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair. He deserves it. It's the least we could do. <laughs> they began with a full head cast of John. They designed the character from head cast. What? I've never heard of them doing that before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It was very new at the time. 2007. No one had ever tried it before. No. Um, this process of creating the suit took quote months and months. Don't know the exact time. Mm. That's the closest I could find to a time. Um, the design team had a big challenge with the project because of how physical the role is. They wanted to read realistic anatomy, like woman's anatomy. Um, and after getting a body prototype, they brought it to Travolta to try on. And he, Tony describes it as... <laughs> Fanny, so cute. Freddie, you did not cry, my child. Come here. Come here, friend. Sweet little bubba. 
You just need some love. So after they got the prototype designed, they brought it to Travolta, and Tony describes it as, like, Travolta immediately had a reaction. Like, he kind of got into character, but he also wanted... He also had some, like, things he wanted changed. Okay. He envisioned Edna being a bit more womanly and curvaceous, Mm -hmm. so he wanted... The shoulders softened. They ended up cinching in the waist a bit more and adding a little bit more padding to her hips and her booty. Mm. Give her a little extra booty. Um, so she ended up having a bit more of like an hourglass yeah. figure. She's a sexy lady. Yeah, and then with her little apron too. Yeah, right? Her little booty. Um, <laughs> Go back to the booty. It's <laughs> the key part there. <laughs> booty? <laughs> they knew from the beginning that the makeup would need to cover John's entire face. Not just because obviously he has like a strong male jaw but they were also really yeah he does (laughs) yeah he do that chin that butt chin but also because john's beard shadow would just always be reading so they just figured it'd be easier if they put prosthetics over where his beard would lay so they wouldn't have to worry about covering his beard tone yeah all the time so they ended up doing about eight different prototype like eight different like designs for the director to choose from of like basically we can have this chin bigger we can make his cheeks bigger we can do this or change that so the director decided which one he liked and then it was sculpted into sections and run into silicone pieces so at the end of it they ended up having two cheek pieces a chin piece an upper lip piece and a neck that would go just under his jaw and then lay across his where his breast would be with the foam suit all silicone all silicone those pieces were all silicone damn just wait it gets real it gets hectic so, altogether, the application would take a fo- about five hours. Whoa! Yeah. So, first in the morning, John Travolta would go and he'd get the facial piece, facial pieces. Mm-hmm. They would apply pretty much from the chin up and leave the neck. Then he would go into hair, where he would get his little wig, mm-hmm. get a little styled, you know. Mm-hmm. Then he would go and get his suit put on. So, basically, how they did it was they had him wearing a harness type thing. So, it looked like a parachuting costume. It was crazy like this like black little torso suit he would wear Hmm. and then every piece so the legs the arms every piece (laughs) sorry my cat i've probably said this sentence like five times now but my cat is crying he's He's under the bed he's a whiny talker it's not about him that's why that's the thing he's like it's not the freddy show stop talking he's adorable so he wears hips arms and torso and all of those pieces would click in to the harness that he wears. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was click easy. in? Yeah, like it was like little snap buckles. So they pretty added much. snap buckles to the prosthetics? Did you think then like when they were making the silicone, they well, so, made it hard? Like So the arms and legs were foam. Oh, sorry. Because they would be more lightweight and easier to move in. Okay. And then his body, like his like torso and hips was all just padding. Okay. So nice. the only silicone pieces were his facial pieces and his neck piece. Makes sense. And then after every day, the arms and legs would need to be washed and then laid vertically on a form so that they could dry properly. Oh. So they would wash the foam arms and legs so that they could reuse them. Smart. Yeah. And I found this really cool quote from Tony Gardner that I really liked. And he said, we really hope that the end result ends up being something that everybody else goes, wow, that is a, she's really cool. And they forget all the work that went into it. A selfless man. He really is. And then I have a little quote from John Travolta that I also liked. Of Typ- course. Typical John. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, you first might be like, that's John. But then once you're into it, you're just riding this trip with this very large woman. 
Wow. I love it. Again, he really hit that on a spiritual note. He did, didn't he? Yep. A Scientology note, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard all about Scientology. And that kind of worms. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, friend. That's awesome yeah. that we both did the same makeup I artist. know. It, I When you said Tony Gardner, I was like, oh, the time has come. <laughs> Our brains are one. We are in sync. To the circus we go. <laughs> That's but awesome. it was a really cool little makeup. I did not know. I mean, like, when you think about it, it makes sense that that much work would have gone into it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the full body thing. But then I also just did not think that that work, much work actually went into it. Yeah. But I was very impressed. As opposed to Doug Jones's character, like, that's that's a monster. That's a creature makeup. Mm-hmm. Where, if they're painting his arms as well, like, I can't remember the costume. Yeah, but so, like, to no, paint arms? foam being silicone, uh, to, sorry, to paint foam to look real life mm-hmm. is hard. Like, you can do it, obviously, and that's what they had, they did do forever before silicone. Yeah, so, like, his, but so it was his hands, like, John Travolta's real hands, but then the piece would start at his wrist, and it would go all the way up past his shoulder and yeah. click in just on top of his shoulder under his armpit. Yeah. So, like, the whole arm. So, like, in the shots where he's wearing, like, a tank top or, like, a t-shirt, yeah, that's all foam arm. Yeah. Which was painted to match his hand. What's insane. Yeah, which is so that's, crazy. That's some fucking fine painting skills right mm-hmm. there. And then to then match it to your silico- silicone mm-hmm. appliances on the face and make them equally look, like, transparent and, like, layered with your skin. Yeah. And have your cells and your redness and your yeah. veins. Yeah. They... Painting foam intimidates me when it's anything human-like. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. They knocked it out of the park, though. Did it a... They did a really good job on that makeup. They did. I love... It's a fun film. And, like, Travolta just embodies her really well, I feel like, too. I love I love the shot where she's, like... She gets all dressed up, and she's, like, walking down the hallway to, like, go to her husband yeah. in the shop. And she's got, like, her little outfit on. And it's, like, yeah. the scene, like, down the hallway. And he's, like, walking. He's, like, moving his butt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, cute. Who is it? Christopher... Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. And he has, like, the joke shop. I also love the part where he's, like... My iron's on. <laughs> My iron's on. Like, what is, like, he has that scene, the girls are, like, listening to, like, the Corny Collins show. Yeah. And then she's like, turn that ragged down. My iron's on. <laughs> right at the beginning. Yeah. It's when, like, they first meet her. Yeah. And they're like, Sally, Suzanne, boom it. And I'm Link. so good. That's awesome. Such a good movie. My favorite line from that movie is when... Amanda Bynes' character is, like, getting tied up by her super religious mom. Yes. And oh she's like, God. without that show, I'm nothing. And then her mom's like, having nothing builds character. <laughs> and she locks her in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. That woman. Oh. oh, fuck. I'm gonna watch that film. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our episode. Oh, do you have a tip or a product you like? My tip would be go look at Tony Gardner's Instagram page. Yeah? That is my tip. That's a, that's a, great, that's a great makeup tip. Thank you. Yeah, we should maybe bring these in. I don't know. They're very sporadic. We should. We've been forgetting. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying the Mad Hippie um, Vitamin Vitamin C Serum. Mm. A little bit goes a long way, and it's really helping me with my acne scarring. That's awesome. Huge fan. Vitamin C is good for you, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a makeup tip is when you're running Bondo and you see a tiny air bubble, do a little pinprick and mm-hmm. you can like squeeze it out like a zit. It's actually so satisfying it's too. Very satisfying. Because it does feel like a zit. Yeah. I'm like, yes, air bubble, leave. And then I'll be like, 
and disappear, hopefully. Yes. Or create a bigger one. What's happened to me, too. Yeah, it could go either way. And that's because there's not enough product in there to begin with. Ah! I'm guessing. That would make sense. Because mm-hmm. it has oh. to have enough product to fill. We got motorbikes and cats going on. Oh, my God. Welcome. Welcome to our at-home studio. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, one day, <laughs> one day, we'll have a little studio. And that's why you need to join our Patreon page. That we haven't made. That we have not made. <laughs> Hopefully by this time we will. Ah. Soon, <laughs> soon. We'll see. It'll come together. We'll touch base after we get to double digits in episodes. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant, like, in listeners. Oh. That would be a milestone for us, too. Double digits? Oh, my God. Ten, Ten whole people? Ten whole, not a half. No. Not just a torso. No, God no. Not just a clip-on arm. (laughs) Ew. Because of John Travolta's reference, not because you're an amputee. Have I just made it weird? (laughs) I don't want to be discriminating against anyone. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, this has been Blush and Stuff. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. (laughs) We're going to go for a walk and get some food. Nice. And probably think about that in the mechanisms of my mind. The enigma that is Ruby. And you. And me. And Freddy. He'll come too. We're dragging this out. <laughs> so long. Bye!